0: And the idea is that we're all human. None of us are perfect. We all have days where it just feels easier to do stuff and achieve stuff. And then we have other days where we feel completely and utterly driven. So I want to explore in this talk what's going on, what is actually, you know, sort of affecting us and impacting on us in terms of our sort of thoughts, our feelings and our behaviours. As we kind of begin to assess and analyse what a good day actually means. And actually how maybe going forward into next year and beyond, we can start to build some really strong daily habits so that more days are feeling kind of pretty self-motivated than days where we procrastinate and where we kind of just think, oh, you know, today can't be bothered, I'll do it tomorrow. And actually, we kind of lose that moment because, as we all know, you know, there are limitations on the amount of days we have in our life available to us to enjoy and to achieve things and to feel fulfilled and really, you know, answer to our definition of success. And I'm going to come on to that uh, in a little while. So let's begin somewhere where you know, we are often challenged um, to, okay, what motivates you as an individual? And um, if we're going for um, a job interview, for example, and here's a really nice um, set of kind of things that we might um, quote back to somebody, an interviewer, if we're in a um, a job interview situation. So a really nice little simple example to get us going on this conversation. Um, and this, this example comes from targetjobs.co.uk. Um, and they would say that a good answer to the question, what motivates you, could include things like, well, meeting deadlines, targets or goals. It's a very kind of action orientated. Um, mentoring and coaching others. So maybe demonstration of some kind of sort of empathy and relationship building. Learning new things, that's a good one. So continuous self-development might be a good motivation for you. Coming up with creative ideas, I like that one. You know, sort of always being on the lookout for, you know, adding some real value to those around us. That could be an interesting one that motivates us. Um, Analyzing complex data. Hmm, Well, that's not for everybody, but here lies, the fundamental point that what motivates one person doesn't motivate necessarily everybody else working well as part of a team now of course the whole team working thing we often feel within a, a job interview for example is something that we should be saying this motivates me i love team working i love being part of a team but for a lot of us, if we're actually being brutally honest, actually, most of the motivation we get is through self-achievement and, and self-driven activities and behaviours and things that we do for ourselves, not necessarily actively including others. But in a job interview, we're often sort of you know, driven to say, oh, yes, I'm very much a team player. Whereas actually, if we're being brutally honest, maybe we're not. So what goes on here is a really interesting little dynamic that says, actually self-motivation is very personal. So I I did emphasize when we looked at the definition there the word self, this is about you. So anybody else listening to this session, anybody watching this on catch up, anybody kind of exploring this kind of concept of motivation will have a very, very, potentially very, very different take on what self-motivation means to them than what it means to you so how do you motivate yourself what kind of inspires you because this is a really important starting point when you look online if you were to do a search in your favorite search engine about you know motivation um, you'll see a load of quotes and these are kind of generic and for some people they're good and they're nice to hear but how personal are they to you well, you probably have to search quite deeply to find something that really, really works, something that really, really motivates you. So, there must be something else going on here, something that's very personal to you. If you then look at top tips, motivation, you know, and there's 101 different, well, probably a thousand and one, even a million and one different websites that will have, you know, these are the best practice motivation tips. But again, they might not be motivating for you. So, we've got to get really personal here. So how do you motivate yourself? Well, I'm going to give you seven examples of the likely key driver in your self-motivation because it's really important to understand this as your starting point, okay? Now, none of these are right or wrong, they're just what is personal to you, and that's the really important thing. So let's kind of explore these then. Achievement, motivation. This could be your key motivation driver. Achievement. So we would define that as the pursuit and attainment of goals. So if you're very goal orientated, in other words, if you always at the start of every year, you set some really clear, smart goals and you drive towards them. And as you attain these goals, as you achieve those targets, you feel motivated. So that would mean that you are driven by the pursuit of achievement in your way of defining it. So you can set your goals. I'm not going to set the goals here for you. They're very personal to you. So we'll talk about goal setting a little bit later. But achievement motivation. So is that you? Does that resonate? Number two, affiliation motivation. So this is where you're driven by a social inclusion, being part of community. So your motivation comes from collaboration. It comes from cooperation. All those ways of kind of working with others. Now, that might get you thinking, oh, that feels nice. That's me. That is really me. The more I can contribute and collaborate and cooperate, that feels like a motivating thing to do. Whereas for others, that actually doesn't resonate at all. So we've got to kind of figure out here, where are your priorities? So is it achievement? Is it affiliation? Or it could be the third one, competence, motivation. And I would define this as being the appearance of technical prowess. In other words, are there things technically that as you develop your skills, as you develop your understanding and wisdom and knowledge about a particular specialism, you could say, so your technical ability in something, and your competence to be able to offer that to the world, does that motivate you? So some people it'll be like, no, I can always bring somebody else in to do that, I don't really care. So that isn't then going to be a driver for you. Whereas actually, if being perceived as, yeah, this is really, really this guy's really, really strong, or this one here's, oh yeah, she's you know, a real specialist, then that could be a motivator to you. So do you see what we're doing here? We're kind of breaking it down in terms of how you feel motivated by maybe one of these things, achievement, affiliation, competence, or maybe number four, which is power motivation and this would be your and other people's perceived influence over others. Some people get very, very motivated, um, and you might call them sort of power hungry, and I'm not going to judge, I'm just going to tell you how it is. But some people feel that, you know, having a a perception of power over um, another person or a group or a situation makes them feel motivated. Is that you? Not judging, I'm just asking the question is that you? Power, the motivation driven by the perception of power in a scenario or in your community or in your working environment. It's important to know that. If that's not a driver for you, then it could be the next one attitude. So actually, it's the feel good factor. So when you feel motivated, it's because it makes you feel good. And it doesn't really matter to us, really, listening to this versus um, the importance to you. It doesn't really matter what that detail is. But are you motivated by feeling good? Now, if you're driven by positive affirmations, those quotes that I mentioned before, if those kind of things really boost you at the start of every day, as you look at a really powerful positive affirmation quote, then maybe you're driven by attitude motivation. Achievement motivation, affiliate motivation, competence motivation, power motivation, attitude motivation. Those are the first five. These aren't in any particular order. You might find it's number six or seven on my list. Number six is incentive motivation. Are you driven by material rewards? Now just think about that for a moment. Some people are heavily driven by other things than actually getting a physical or material reward for something. So are you driven by your salary and the bonuses that you get at work? Or are you driven by inclusion and being part of the team that you're driven by? Are you driven by, you know, sort of rewarding yourself with a holiday or a new car or something really significant as you achieve your goals? Incentive motivation for a lot of people is assumed to be a positive thing, but it might not be for you. So figure this bit out. How does it feel when I say that? Are you driven by material rewards? If you kind of shy away from that and think, oh, no, that's not me. I'm driven you know, very much by social inclusion or by feeling like I'm achieving goals. And my definition of success is not a material success. It's It's something else. Then probably incentive motivation is not your key driver. And the final one, this is an interesting one. Most people don't actually think about this one because most people, when they think self-motivation, think in the positive sense. But it might be that you're trying to avoid a negative situation. And this is called fear motivation. In other words, you're driven by avoiding something. And it is the fight or flight response. You know, most people think motivation is all pointed in a positive direction, but it could be that you've got one eye looking back over your shoulder because you're running away from something and that's what motivates you. Now, for some of us, we'd look at that and think, oh, that doesn't feel very healthy, but it might be something that resonates for you. So this is about figuring out the key motivators. Now, it's very likely not just one of these fits okay it could be that you know it is about a, a balance or a mixture of you know a number of these I would say for me, um, it is definitely achievement motivation, my pursuit and attainment of goals that I set early in the year. I'm already kind of monitoring those goals now from basically the earlier ones I set this year, and I'm starting to set the ones for next year. Um, I don't have a huge drive for social, so it isn't the affiliation drive, and that probably comes from being an introvert, as I am. Um, The competence one, yeah, I mean, certainly as, as a marketer, Um, that is a key driver for me. I do want to have the appearance of technical expertise and specialism in mindful living and mindful marketing, my two sort of key mantras. And if you've listened to any of my previous talks, you'll know that that um, is a a real kind of passion of mine. So certainly competence and achievement is in there. Um, Material rewards, not really. And that obviously comes with a consequence because that isn't a key sort of direction that I'm pushing in, which obviously then means possibly then I'm not valuing at the level that I possibly could. So there's a whole bunch of different dynamics going on here. And it becomes really interesting when you start to delve quite deeply into, okay, there's a consequence over these decisions and the way that I kind of emphasize which ones I'm being motivated by. But just spending time and reflecting and figuring out where your motivation comes from allows you then to build the skills in actually then becoming more self-motivated. So I'm gonna talk a little bit now about some of the things that can really help you to become um, more effective, if you like, because I think a lot of people, when they think about being self-motivated, They would like an outcome that says, Well, I can do more. I can be more effective. I can get more out of my everyday. Um, I'm probably going to be able to make great decisions as well, being self motivated, because I'm kind of really focused, almost with a laser sharp focus. And of course, that's another big benefit of being self motivated. And also, the key one for me is actually adding more value to the world around you and everyone you encounter. so there are some really, really good ideas and thinking which come with some really great outputs. Of course, a lot of people don't think about this and they're driven by their external environment. You know, they get the motivation from others. In other words, they wait in a very passive way, to be inspired by somebody else. So either their line manager or their partner in life or whoever it is. But being self-motivated allows you to take a little bit more of the control over when this stuff happens and actually how it manifests and takes shape in your world. So it just gives you a little bit more to play with and makes it a little bit more timely as to kind of when you need it so let's kind of explore some of the thinking then behind self-motivation one of the the real gurus if you like in in self-motivation is um, Tony Robbins and you know you may well have come across his work and a lot of the uh, sort of stuff that he publishes online and um, does very much in collaboration I would say a lot of his uh, kind of work and a lot of his drive is social and affiliate uh, motivation because he does a lot of things with others and is very very um, successful in doing that now Tony would um, sort of say that one of the Key things in self motivation is to really strongly and consciously push through your fears. So, a quote that he has said, sort of quite recently, he says: "Think of some of the most successful people you know. Are they the smartest people you've ever met?" Are they the wealthiest? Chances there are that they're not, but they are the most motivated to succeed. The one common denominator of all successful people, in the way they define it, is their hunger to push through their fears. When you have enough hunger, you can easily learn how to self-motivate to meet the goals you've set your mind and focus on. In other words, what they're doing is they're saying, hey, look, let's start from a point of little or no, boundaries, little or no restraints or constraints. Let's just kind of let loose those reins and say, look, you know, let's let's have a go at this. Let's see if we can push through some of those limitations that we've had in the past. Now, self-limitations and self-limiting beliefs is, you know, for another day. That's a big, big topic in itself. But really, self-motivation begins with the acceptance that you can actually push beyond what might have limited you in the past. And if you kind of get to that point in your thinking, then it opens up a whole new playing field to really start and begin to have some fun. So that would be the first thing I'd suggest you do, is don't necessarily think that you're gonna do everything the way you've always done it, because if you do, you're always gonna get what you've always had, you know, that age old old adage um, that sort of is a self-limiting thing in itself. So self-motivation begins with saying and accepting that, yeah, I've got some fears, I've got some probable limitations, I've got some some, some anxieties around of you know, this scenario that I'm in, but actually, I'm going to see if I can push through those. And Tony would say that that is the key starting point to make this thing happen. now of course, what we're doing here, starting off on this journey here is taking some accountability. Okay, so let's get accountable here. Let's take the responsibility As I said a little bit earlier, a lot of people sit there thinking, well, motivate me, somebody else. You know, I'm going to watch this motivation video or I'm going to read this mantra and I'm going to sort of get somebody else to take the um, responsibility for my own motivation here. You know, excite me, drive me forward in my life. Well, this has got to really start with you. Come on, let's face it. You know, unless you take accountability here, you are going to spend a lot of time and actually waste a lot of time finding things and people who can actually motivate you far quicker and easier to just say, no, this is this is down to me. I'm going to take responsibility for this. So some of the things that you can do as you take accountability, because once you take that and once you accept that accountability, and then you look at yourself and you reflect and you sort of think, well, okay, what have I got in my life that's going to motivate me? Suddenly it becomes all, oh, actually, I've got quite a few things going on. I'm probably very busy in my role. I've got a lot of people to sort of look after. I might be a line manager. I might be responsible for people. I've got stuff in my personal life I need to deliver. I've got a relationship to hold on to. All of these things add to the noise and the chaos within your world. So one of the key starting points for taking accountability is to simplify your life and focus your energy. And what better time to do it than right here today? This is a great time in the year to start to think about simplification before you go forward. Because often we do say yes to things we should have probably said no to. We do bite off more than we can chew. So a really, really neat starting point. Once you've accounted for those fears and you've said, yeah, I'm going to push through those anxieties. I'm going to see what happens if is to actually start to simplify your life. It is this whole kind of must and should thing. If you can start to remove some of the should criteria in your life, the things you should do, the people you should see, suddenly focusing on the must people and the must things allows you to focus your energy. And chunk your time as you start to look at this and you start to then take action and you start to move your world forward, chunk your time into sprints. Okay? There's a lot of research that's been done about this. Taking accountability and becoming motivated for delivering things and taking action is often that you know we, we start to sort of think, oh, there's a bit too much to do. And we start to kind of restrain ourselves by trying to do too much and commit too much time and energy onto one thing chunking time into short sprints down to about kind of seven minutes seems to be about the researched average that is is quite a successful point allows you to achieve more in a shorter period of time so think of the actions that you do as sprints not marathons okay and that is that is a real way to kind of focus your energy and your time and in terms of distractions lock away you know, conscious distractions that you know are gonna be the things that are gonna take away from that focus that we're talking about. So take accountability for locking away, messaging, snapping, email, all of those things that can distract you and actually eat into each of those seven minute sprints because you'll find seven minutes, if you do this and you actually break down a task into little seven minute sprints, you will find that you can actually keep away from those distractions really quite easily. But if you try and take an hour to do something, little things creep into that hour and you find that you have probably spent half of that hour being distracted. So just little kind of ways of just keeping on track and on target. So the self-motivation is something that is very action orientated. It doesn't necessarily have to kind of come from within. But from within, Comes one of the key, key things that I um, was introduced to many, many years ago from Brian Tracy, who's one of the um, sort of great thinkers of our time, who has come up with a lot of um, very, very interesting techniques in terms of time management, personal development, professional skills, and continuous improvement, Um, research Brian Tracy if you haven't come across him. And many years ago, he wrote a book called Eat That Frog. And it's one of the concepts that's really, really stuck with me um, throughout my career. And his concept is about breaking down large goals into small bite-sized steps and stop thinking and start doing and begin, and this was the really the key thing with Eat That Frog, was begin with the most challenging task of your day. And of course, with Tony Robbins saying, look, we've got to push through our fears. If you can actually crack that, maybe in a seven minute sprint at the start of your day, get that thing that you've been procrastinating on, get that thing that you're actually fearing, make that phone call you don't want to make, get it out of the way. This is what Brian Tracy says about eating that frog, because that frog's going to eat you otherwise, and it will distract you as you go through your day. If you do this, and I challenge you here, over the coming week, if you've got a number of things that you've been putting off, things that you'd rather not do, things that are causing you a little bit of background anxiety, they are going to be eating into your self-motivation and your focus. So try, if you can, to do one of those things every day for the next week and I will almost promise you, well, I will promise you, let me go for this because I've seen loads of examples from Brian as well that says, look, here's here's somebody who did this and this is what happened. I promise you this will work. Bite off and actually take out of the mix the most challenging task of your day at the start of your day, the first thing that you're gonna do. You'll be amazed about how the rest of the day will shape up after that. It's a very, very simple concept, but I've seen this work both personally and professionally over the years, time and time again. So eat that frog. Next thing you can do is to really kind of manage your expectations. So as you kind of start to go down this journey of you know, being self-motivated, what you will find is that it is about maintaining momentum. OK, and it is about actually setting suitable expectations over a particular situation or a particular project or a particular task. So regularly review your goals and progress and continue as you do that to set new goals. You know, I think a lot of people lose their self-motivation by beginning a project and it could be quite a lengthy project or campaign or activity. And they begin with a very stoic kind of attitude that right, I'm gonna bash through these goals and I'm gonna actually hit that target at the end. But of course, real life sets in. And then by not reviewing their goals and their progress, not revisiting and then maybe fine tuning or even resetting as they go through the project, they find themselves worn away and eroded and their motivation declines. This is a real challenge if you're looking to build a really strong daily habit of self-motivation. So ideally, what you want to be doing is continuously reviewing how things feel. How you're thinking about stuff and actually how that then makes you behave. We've talked a lot in previous sessions about thoughts, feelings and behaviour, the cognitive behavioural theory. Um, Again, if that's new to you, do a search on it. It's a really fascinating interaction between how you're feeling with how you're thinking and then actually how you take action. And the ideal scenario here is to be building these constant positive flows of activity and you can often find people to help you to maintain that we're talking here about self-motivation but finding mentors or people who have either been there before and done it before um, or people you admire you can watch from a distance it doesn't have to be necessarily somebody you know Um, Or it could be somebody who you do know who can be very close to you and help you to maintain those really, really good habits on a daily basis. So actually building and maintaining momentum is a really, really key thing to be focusing on. And own everything. Absolutely own everything. One of the things we've been talking about here is the whole concept of taking responsibility. You cannot be self-motivated if you don't take accountability for the actions that you take and the outcomes and consequences of your decisions. You know, it's just one of those things that, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it. You can't think, yeah, I'm self-motivated, but actually I'm going to sort of divulge all this give away all of this accountability to somebody else. No, you've got to own this thing. Um, And trendhunter.com did a really interesting article, and I just uh, picked out a little quote from uh, from their article, which said, those who feel like they have more autonomy will become more self-motivated. And you've probably seen this in a professional setting at work. You know, once you give somebody the accountability for a task and say, look, here's the goal, this is what we're trying to achieve, and I don't really care or mind how or when you do it, just bring it back to me when you've kind of achieved this, and you can do it your way, and I'm gonna give you the credit when you actually succeeded in this. And the person goes away thinking, oh, hold on a minute, they've given me everything to do here, so they've given me the the accountability, and I'm gonna get some credit for this, Mm, well, now I feel driven. Now I can bring on my creative brain and my inspirational thinking and I can actually get a team around me and wow, yeah, this is, this is down to me. So self-motivation comes from autonomy. So if you're leading a team, if you're responsible for others, think about that. Think about not micromanaging. Think about how you feel when you've been micromanaged. It's not very, very motivating, is it? So the ideal scenario here is that you're setting a very clear brief. You can do this for yourself. You're setting very, very clear targets. You're giving a bit of a timeline that's got reasonable expectations. And then you're backing off. And you're either letting the other do it or you're going to do this yourself because you're self-motivating. So accountability and autonomy are really, really fundamental building blocks in successful self-motivation. And so what what are we doing here? We're kind of building up a a sort of a series of hopefully really quite focused actions, projects, initiatives and and ways of being on a day to day basis. And so what we're needing to do here then is is strike a balance, because I was talking about, you know, being kind of laser focused. And of course, with self-motivation comes focus because you want to achieve to drive forward that motivation that we were talking about. So, we need to make sure that we don't suddenly get carried away by our self motivation. You know, you start putting some of these um, techniques into practice, you start eating the frog every morning, and it's a, just a, a title, you don't physically have to go and eat frogs. Um, but we start to you know, put all these things into practice, and then suddenly we start thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm absolutely drained by this, I'm excited but I'm really, really tired because of all that kind of self-motivated stuff and I'm taking accountability for everything and I'm feeling like really burnt out now. So what we need to do is make sure we balance our body, our mind and our heart. And this comes around requiring ourselves to factor in enough rest, okay? So we need to sleep enough. Okay, so as part of being self-motivated, we've also got to remember it's not just about our mind driving it forward or our heart feeling great as a result of, you know, achieving something or being successful or getting those material rewards that we want. It's not just about that. It's about actually being kind to our body as well, because our body is the thing, the mechanism that's going to allow us to do this thing. So what we need to do as part of building great habits to be self-motivated is to use exercise as one of our daily goals, one of our daily good habits. And um, healthdirect.gov.au sort of say use exercise as one of your daily goals. And also what you can do is surround yourself with supporters and where you can, and you can do this personally as well as professionally, delegate stuff away that you're not really adding value for and you can still self-motivate by not doing so much stuff. So self-motivation is not defined as actually doing more in a day, it's working smartly. It's not defined as overthinking, it's defined as thinking smartly. So this is all about being smart in everything we do, everything we think and everything we feel. And also, then, as we go through this lovely balanced daily habit kind of lifestyle now going forward, is it, it is about celebrating the little achievements. OK, so this is about continually reinforcing that you're making progress. You know, we've talked about continuous improvement and resilience in previous sessions, but this is actually about saying, Do you know, actually, I'm doing quite well here. I haven't necessarily achieved the end goal of this particular project or task I'm doing, but actually, en route, I'm making some good progress. I'm learning some stuff. I'm getting some good connections. I'm kind of feeling good. and Actually, I haven't tired myself out, so I'm still focused. So celebrating the little achievements and, you know, recognizing that, you know, as you progress through this, there might have been things, little roadblocks, little barriers, little challenges that you've overcome. And if you've overcome those quickly and then moved on, You've made some great progress, so celebrate that. Also, banish multitasking, this real bane of unsuccessful project management. Multitasking, it's a bit of a misnomer. but we can't actually technically do multitasking, even though some people think they can. Um, it doesn't actually happen. All you're doing is you're trying to rush through multiple projects, just stopping, starting, stopping, starting. Try to avoid that. Most people who multitask are not very self-motivated. They are chaotic. So remember those sprints? Yes, you can do separate different sprints on their separate different tasks, but try not to do more than one thing at once. Keep that laser focus, because that is a surefire way of sustaining self-motivation. And I love this phrase, embracing an abundance mindset. So this isn't all about positive thinking. I'm I'm kind of tussling a little bit with the whole kind of positive thinking idea and concept. Everybody says, you know, you should be thinking positively, but I'm a, much more about thinking mindfully and thinking in a balanced way because we have to accept this is real life. You know, not everything is positive, no matter how much we try and convince ourselves. But what we can do is embrace an abundance mindset the more I have more time. My mindset says I have more time because I'm planning well. My mindset says I will get more reward for the efforts that I'm putting in because I'm achieving more. Self-motivation comes from having a mindset that talks about abundance, more of everything that you need to be motivated. Okay, so ponder on that one over the coming weeks and months as you start to think about where your motivations come from embracing an abundance mindset. It's a lovely thing to think and feel. And it really does. I mean, you cannot think negatively about abundance. Abundance is just a really positive thing without necessarily overdoing the positive affirmations and you know quotes and all of those things, which, yeah, kind of have those little brief moments of, yeah, I'm feeling good now, but they quickly wane. So what you want with an abundance mindset is to sustain this self-motivation and focus and feeling that you're making some gains. So abundance mindset, a really, really great start to any kind of day. And I want to talk a little bit here about the start of any kind of day, because the ideal scenario here is that this becomes an ongoing thing so that you can actually work and live and enjoy every single day in a similarly self-motivated way. And this starts from, and again, a lot of research um, on the this particular topic, having exceptional early morning habits, okay? Beginning the day in the right frame of mind, even from making your bed at the start of the day to really kind of set the scene that, right, I'm in control of this day. There's my beautifully made bed. And um, you can see Videos on um, of American military uh, generals talking about the importance of, of making the bed at the start of the day and, um, on, on YouTube and stuff. So I'm not going to go there. But what I'm going to talk to you about a little bit is a is a simple routine to get the day started, and and it really is simple. So simple is an acronym that I'm using for a routine that will just get your day started in a way that will just balance you in terms of body, mind, and heart not only balance you but will just kind of align you into a day that's going to allow you to do those sprints that's going to be filled with abundance that's going to just feel right okay and this is all without having to do positive affirmations okay this is way more powerful than that so what does simple stand for well it stands for stretching intentions meditation protection life life map and energy Okay, so I'll kind of break those down briefly for you. So um, simple, there it is, the, the acronym. So the S, stretching. Um, a lot of research says that we need to move at the start of every day. So this is why a lot of people do yoga at the beginning of the day, maybe just some natural stretching to literally wake the body up. You might decide you want to go for a cycle ride or a walk around the park or um, you know, go for a run or whatever it is that works for you, but to begin to open and awaken your body. So, some stretching. And I'll just say stretching because that kind of you know, stretching your body kind of is a catch all for any of those things. Something that works for you to literally get the heart rate going, your breathing settled, and to really wake a new body for the day. The I in simple is for intention. So, setting a single, core, focused, simple, and abundance driven intention for the day. And it really should be either a single word or it should be a very, very short, simple sentence that is going to just attune your mindset to thinking, right, there's my focus for the day. And it should be something that lifts you. You should feel a lift when you set the intention. So words like survival, probably not a very good intention word for the day but it might be something that really resonates with you so you could set a word that just kind of moves the game on for you or it might be something about curiosity to actually learn something new remember back to those those motivation drivers and which ones resonate with you well it probably is going to arrive from there but sit quietly with yourself just for a moment and think what is my intention for the day what am i actually going to want to you know re- if i was to review the day at the end of the day what would i want to have, have achieved in this day what kind of small steps forward in my, all my big plans would i like to have, have done so just set the intention it's not complicated don't overthink it just see what comes out when you sit quietly with yourself The M in simple, our little acronym for the early morning habit, is meditation. Now, again, that is a whole um, separate topic. So I'm not going to kind of teach you how to meditate here today. You can uh, take other courses and and, uh, other sort of means to find out how to meditate. But what I would say here is that it is about just taking a little time for you at the start of the day. Okay, you know, you may be waking up with the family and you've got to get the kids off to school or you've got to, you know, sort of run for the bus or whatever it happens to be. But you must to create an exceptional early morning habit, take a little bit of time for you. You cannot be self-motivated if you're driven by the agenda of others. Okay, it simply will not work. So you have to take, even if it is just a moment or so or just a few minutes to meditate to actually take time to go inside yourself and just think and feel and experience and and often beginning with just sitting quietly with your eyes closed and just focusing on your breathing, just going inwards and just focusing on how am I breathing? Where is my breathing going to in my body? How does my body feel today? And just letting that monkey mind, that chatter of your mind and your thoughts just melt away for a moment and just see what happens because that in terms of balancing your day is probably the one most significant thing you can do. But as part of the simple process, it is one of the key key um, letters in our acronym. So stretching, intention setting, meditation. The next one is P for protection. Now, depending on your beliefs and everything, I mean, some people um, will basically call in their spirit guides um, so that they're protected around them. I'm not necessarily sort of saying that you need to do that. But what I'm saying is protection. What do you need from the day to set you up? What do you need to do to protect yourself so that you can successfully navigate the day ahead? So it might be that you need a few people, you need to call in a few people around you so that you can actually get some support. Or it might be the protection you need is I just need to take some time out at lunchtime for me. Or it might be that I just need to make sure that I don't overcommit to the big, big um, diary or calendar that I've got in front of me. So the protection is, you know, you can define it for you. It could be very spiritual protection, or it could be a very practical protection, but just kind of sit there with yourself at the start of the day in this simple routine and think, what do I need to look after me today? The L is life map. And life map, again, I'm gonna to talk to you about that sort of early in the new year when I sort of, um, take you on a little bit of a journey on a process and a concept uh, that I've been developing uh, with my wife, Sonia, um, which talks about um, yeah, creating a life map. And that's a whole different topic and subject. So I'm not going to go there today. But what I'm talking about here with the, the life map, just at a very conceptual level, is will today contribute to where I want my life to go? okay again just another sitting with yourself quietly and just reflecting on i know what's coming today might be a few unknowns there might be some stuff that's going to happen that i'm really not quite sure about but overall is my day ahead as i'm setting this really powerful early morning routine is my day ahead going to contribute to where i want my life to go so my life map going forward and if i don't know what that actually is then that's a whole different subject but let's assume that you've got a Bit of a clear idea of your kind of life goals and where you want to sort of be headed, will today contribute to that life map? Because you'll never have this day again. Fact. Okay. You know This is not a repeatable day. Once this day is gone, it's gone. So let's make the most of it. And this is one of the key concepts behind an exceptional early morning habit is the fact that you reflect that this day ahead is going to be a real offering for me. Yes, I want abundance, I want to achieve, I want to enjoy it but I'm never gonna have it again, so let's take this seriously. And that's why a daily habit at the beginning of the day is so, so important for your self-motivation. So we've seen stretching, intention, meditation, protection, life map, and the final one, E, at the end of this simple acronym is energy where and how am I going to balance my energy today? And it might be, it's a physical energy. So what am I gonna have for my breakfast? What am I gonna begin the day with? And if you're typically just getting a piece of toast and a coffee and running for the door, that's not enough. Okay, we're talking here about great nutrition, exceptional nutrition to start your day. I mean, if you're committed to yourself in self-motivating and you're committed to this kind of these life goals and you know living every day to its fullest, You've got to focus on that starting point of the day, that first meal of the day, how you're going to energize yourself with your intake of food and nutrition and what you drink. It's really, really important. Again, topic for another day in detail. But let's just say that it's about planning and plotting how you're going to invest your energy, not spend your energy. People who spend their energy don't get a return. But if you invest your energy, you're looking for a return from that energy another great way of feeling self-motivated. And if your day ahead, if you know your calendar and your diary, if your day ahead is a long day, then you've got to make sure that you don't spend all of your energy, both from, um, um, you know, physically in terms of your body energy, but also emotional energy and also thought energy. You don't want to spend it early in the day if you know you've got to work and sort of be, you know, be playing into the evening. So make sure that you're just nicely balanced so that you can enjoy the entire day and you don't burn yourself out. So stretch, set intention, meditate, put a time for yourself, protect yourself, understand what you need for the day, make sure your day is contributing in your life map, and then energy, how you're gonna balance your energy for the day. And if you repeat simple routine every morning as you rise, you will find every day will be different. Next thing I want you to think about as well for really, really strong early morning habit is eating right for your type. Um, if you do a search on eat right for your type, you'll find that there's a book, um, which is a really quite a profound book. Once you know of its existence, you can't forget that you know it. And the concept behind it is that there are certain uh, nutrients that come from certain foods that are right for your blood type. Okay, and it will give you lots of encouragement, lots of engagement, lots of ideas and thinking around the certain food types that are going to be right for you. And of course, by feeding your body the right things as you go throughout the day, will help your body to support you on this self-motivated journey you're going on. So search out Eat Right for Your Type, you'll find that it's a very, very interesting read. And as I say, once you know it, you can't unknow it. It's one of those books. Next thing I would say in terms of these um, exceptional early morning habits is practicing gratitude. Just think of two or three things at the start, and you can do this at the end of the day as well. Things that you're really grateful for. Things that, you know, they could be personal things, they could be things around your family, they could be to do with friends, they could be to do with your situation, they could be to do with your job. You decide, but practicing gratitude, again, is another really strong way. It's not the whole positive thinking, but it actually does feel very, very positive when you do it. You can't feel grateful and feel negative. You can't feel gratitude and not be motivated to find more of it. Again, it's part of our DNA as human beings. We are stimulated in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And we have talked about this one in previous sessions to to embrace gratitude. And once you feel it, and it's not just thinking it, you actually need to feel it, then you will be motivated and and, um, sort of stimulated to have a great day ahead. And also, as we said before, holding yourself accountable for the day ahead. This day ahead is all about your choices and the consequence of those choices are also yours. So feel accountable, feel responsibility and really enjoy that accountability. The more you do, the more it is going to actually stimulate you. And know as you look at your big calendar and all the things that you need to do, that it's a really good idea, as we said a little bit earlier, to streamline what it is you're being tasked with or the things that you've agreed to do or the things that you might like to do. Um, I am a huge advocate of the Pareto Principle, the 80-20 rule, that 80% of the things that you do will only give you 20% of the value. 20% of the things that you do and the time you spend will give you 80% of the value of your day. Everything, everything in life, both professionally, financially, economically and personally, will be based around the Pareto Principle. If you're in business, I will guarantee you, no matter what your product is and what your marketplace is and where you are in the world, that 80% of your revenues that come from what you sell will come from 20% of your customers. We'll have a look at your numbers because I will guarantee you that is correct. Um, Pareto, who was a, a 19th century Italian uh, economist, came up with this principle and it just seems to work everywhere. And you can use it to maintain this self motivation. And once you kind of get your head into that, you know, I can actually do less things and actually get more value as long as the things that I'm doing are the right things you know if you can figure out what those things that add value it helps you not to procrastinate over the stuff that is the 80% but it's not really providing huge value so always remember 8020 rule it just simply works and if you've got a bunch of tasks or you're running a project and you want to really motivate yourself at the beginning of the project then you can use the very simple tool of must should could put all of the tasks really openly and authentically and honestly into one of three categories things i must do things i should do and things i could do and you will notice very very quickly that the shoulds and coulds Hmm, I don't really need to do those because it's only really the must things, because by definition, they're things I must do. It's actually I can probably do those 20 percent of things that are in the must pot and actually still get 80 percent of the way through the project. Brilliant. Less things, better value. And then if you have a lot of things in the must pot, one of the, another really, really great tool for keeping motivated is to then divide out each, each of the must category things into when am I going to do these things now, soon or later? And it's a lovely, lovely, simple little prioritization technique that helps you to stay motivated and focused and really in control over any task or project, large or small. And of course, all of the goals, everything that you set, and this is important for self-motivation, everything you set really must be smart. It's really important to remember the whole kind of smart thing, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and timely. Really, really important to remember that because that is going to be something that will enable you to maintain the focus going forwards. And of course, as you start to think about putting goals into a smart sense, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and timely, you're starting to shape your language. The most self-motivated people use language wisely. They avoid words like busy or hard work, because how do you feel if you think that you're busy? That's not a great way to maintain self-motivation. So visualize yourself having achieved a task or a project and kind of reverse engineer, work backwards from how that feels. And you'll find that you'll be using language that actually is much more in control, that is much more motivational, that is much more balanced. So choose your language wisely. And also, if, and I know I've kind of put down um, sort of positive thinkers and positive speakers and all these positive affirmations, but if it works for you, I'm not going to judge, use it and bookmark the inspirational. What do I mean by bookmark the inspirational? Well, a lot of the time we do need people around us, even though we're self-motivating, part of self-motivation comes from our connection with people around us. So if you have individuals or people, you know, the Tony Robbins, for example, who I quoted earlier, the Tony Robbins of this world, who you do find inspirational just because of what they say or because of how they do something or because they're kind of aligned with what you do as well, then bookmark them. So, that you can always, when you need them to maintain that momentum, you can just have a little bit of a dip in. I've got a really, really great one, and you probably have heard of him Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, look him up if you don't know him at Gary V. That's Gary V E E. Um, you probably have come across him, but if not, go check him out. One of the most charismatic and inspirational um, sort of commercial marketers actually on the planet right now. And, you know, for me, he's always on a bookmark and there are others, but you can go and figure out who resonates with you, because having people like that around you um, is really, really important. So people are not lazy. Even if you have found that um, you know you're coming from a very low baseline here, and this whole topic of self-motivation, you know you're not lazy if you're not very good at this yet. Um, if you're feeling that you're unbalanced or not particularly motivated, or that procrastination fills your every day, it's not your fault. It's fine. Tony Robbins' lovely quote from Tony: He says that people are not lazy; they simply have impotent goals that do not inspire them. So ultimately, self-motivation comes from working with your Ikigai. If you don't know what Ikigai is, again, another little thing to search, I-K-I-G-A-I, your Ikigai. And this is actually living and breathing every moment with higher purpose, your reason for being, the core reason that you're on this planet, your sole purpose, if you like. And if you know that, that is the surefire way of actually being self-motivated, despite all of the other tools and techniques and thinking that we've been talking about here in this session. Because if you know your higher purpose, that is a constant driver. It's your constant, you know, North Star that drives your every waking moment and actually even sleeping moment as well. I'm going to talk about Ikigai in an upcoming session. We're going to go a deep dive into how you find your higher purpose if you don't already recognize that in your life. But for now, I'm just going to leave you with that thought and search Ikigai to find out a little bit more for now. But I'm going to leave you with that thought that none of us are perfect. None of us are kind of infallible. We all are going to have days that are more challenging, days that are great, days that we feel we can conquer the world and days that we just feel like we want to curl up in bed and we don't want to get out. It's a natural way of being a human. But at least if we can develop great daily habits at the start of every day, if we can figure out where our motivations come from and actually what really clearly drives us, and it could be achievement, it could be technical prowess, it could be looking good in front of others, it could be, Do you know, I just want to be a better person and just, you know, there's continuous development inside, whatever it is that motivates you finding out that core central theme is absolutely key. And if you can do that, you stand a chance of living every day in the way that really it was meant to be.